Good morning. Welcome to today's devotion. Today, I want to introduce you to the topic of sex God's way. I want to introduce it to you from God's eyes. So before we get started, let's just pray and let's just welcome him in on this conversation. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking that you would use me. Allow me to speak your very word. Allow it to come straight from your mouth, your heart. And the Holy Spirit direct this teaching any way that you see fit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm going to start off with me. Because, you see, sex was introduced to me at a young age, as early as six. And when I was introduced with sex, I was introduced from the perspective of someone is trying to teach me something. Someone um, wanted to get me, to groom me into a so-called man, but how can you groom a six-year-old? Anyway, that messed up my perspective all the way up because my whole thought process of having sex was just merely an activity. See, it would be measured for me in terms of how many women I could be with, how long, um, what would things be like. And as I'm I'm not a proud proud about it, even later on in my life, I began to struggle in this area, in the area of feeling loneliness, even in in the areas of singlehood separation, and even in marriage. So God's design for sex is totally different from the world's perspective. And I, I, I know because even when I introduced this topic to my, my own five girls, they always cringe and they always say that. And I always tell them, as I'm about to tell you, if we don't talk about this, it's already being discussed because it's on TV, it's on the radio, it's everywhere. But God's design and purpose has to be made known in order for the truth to be told, in order so that we can know the right way of doing things. So let's talk about why God created sex. Is God against sex? No. Actually, if you ask God to take away your sexual desires, he would not because the sexual desires are something given by God. Let's go right into the word. The first thing that we're going to talk about is Genesis 126. We're going to see God where we meet him here at the very beginning and where sex is introduced in terms of the sexes. This is how we get the distinction between male and female. Sex should be done between a male and female. And what we're gonna discover as, you, as we walk through the scriptures is God has a purpose behind it. And it's not just for the purpose of just like I, I was taught, just by having activity or just for the sake of doing something or measuring something. See, God said in 
Genesis 1, verse 26. He says, let us make human beings in our own image. And then he said, let them be in our own image, in our likeness. He created male and female, meaning that the whole purpose was one man and one female. And let me go down because the purpose is the whole likeness of Christ. See, the whole purpose was image bearing in order for us to create seeds that reproduce the likeness of Christ throughout the earth. And in that producing there flows a blessing and favor because we're doing it God's way, not the way that I was introduced and not the way that the world will introduce. You see, in verse 28, it says it, then God blessed them and he said, be fruitful and multiply. See, God says, yes, go have sex. I want you to multiply. I want you to make likeness, make images of me throughout the earth. That's God's design. You see, the only way and only prerequisite that he gave them was this one thing. When, when you go over to Genesis 2.22, what you're going to find is you're going to see that God brought this woman to Adam. And when he brought Adam, his woman, he was actually making the first union, covenant union, which means that this is God's precise way that he wanted sex to be done inside of a union. Not the way that we see it on TV where the way that it looks like through Hollywood eyes and unfortunately not enough images of marriages are being displayed. Instead, it's one bed to the next. But from God's design, and only this is only an introduction topic, I'm going to get deeper into it. Because in verse 22, he says, the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her, here it is, to the man. See, God brought her to the man. And he said, at last, the man exclaimed, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman. So here it is. Adam was so blown away because God had met his need when God brings about this union, then you can expect, God brings it about, you can expect there to be a blessing and fulfillment. He's going to make sure that all your needs are met. So this is why Adam emphatically proclaimed, hey, bone of my bone, flesh of my, my flesh, my goodness, she looks great because he found all his needs being met 
in the confines of God's covenant when he allowed God to do it. So now we can expect when we allow God to do it, God's blessing, his favor. But if we're outside of God's union, what can we expect? Well, in the Bible and later on, we're going to get to it later on this week. One of the things that you're going to discover, sex outside of God's union could be quite costly. And in some cases in the Bible, you'll see judgment. You'll see cities destroyed. You'll see communities destroyed. In one case, a woman was cut up in 12 pieces and sent out in the community. You have rape going on. All of this is happening in biblical in biblical times. But guess what? Isn't it happening today too as well? So doing sex God's way offers the benefit of favor and blessings. But on the other side, doing it outside of God's way offers judgment, shame, guilt. So the question on the table is which one would you want to go into. Well, as I said before, this is just an introduction topic. And by the way, I got some wonderful news to share with you. So hang in there until after this video. So as I go through the last scripture, I want you to see, see something that I discovered in 1 Corinthians 6 verses 18 through 19. You see, Paul addressed this similar situation that we're going through in our culture. You see, it was the Corinthians back then. They believed that just as food was satisfying their hunger appetite, sex would be the satisfaction of any sexual desires, meaning that if I'm hungry, I go eat. And if I feel the need of having my sexual needing my sexual needs met, then I go do whatever to make sure they're met as well. And Paul comes in and he goes ahead and he addresses that issue right, right ahead. And here's what, what he says to them. He says, don't you realize this? And I'm just summing it up. That when you're having sex with prostitutes, that you're actually forming a union, meaning that you're actually forming a marriage. So just imagine that for a minute. Every time that we've had sex outside of God's covenant, we pretty much open ourselves up to where we tied ourselves into a union and that's where the soul ties come in. So just imagine being tied to a bunch of people. And that's the reason why we have so much confusion. So even Paul says, this, he says, this one thing affects our entire body. And so he gave this prescription. He said, run away from it. Because the one thing that you don't realize is that this body of yours is the temple of the Holy Spirit. 
meaning that God dwells in this place. So don't you realize that every single time that you're entering into a sexual relationship with somebody, you're actually dragging God in between whoever you're having sex with. Wow. When I got that revelation, even I was like, wow. So that means that every single body that I'm having sex with, I'm inviting God in. And I'm saying, God, you're right here and you're watching me. So that means that even if I'm watching pornography, God is sitting there watching it with you. Just imagine that. So when we realize something like this, our first thought process is, what do I do with this now? You've given me this information. Well, I'm glad you asked. And similar to you, you have a choice. Just like in the beginning, when Adam and Eve were put in the garden, God gave them a choice. He said, you can eat from every fruit, from every tree in this garden, all the, the trees in this garden, but don't touch that tree over there. So similarly, the world offers a buffet, uh, a buffet of every single thing. But God is saying to you is, rather than the feast on that buffet, why don't you feast on the confines in which I'm getting ready to give you? And what you're going to find is although that buffet looks good, in the end, you're going to feel bad because it's going to fatten you up and it's not going to make you feel good. And at the end of the day, you're going to wind up realizing that you're outside of my will. So as I said before, this is just an introduction. So what do you do with this right now? Well, it's simple. First of all, if you don't have a relationship with Christ, your first step is simple. I'm going to pray with you and I'm going to lead you into a relationship with Christ. But hold on, for those that are in Christ, I have some good news for you too. But for those that are outside of God's relationships, I want you to pray with me. Do me a favor. Just say, Lord Jesus, I need you. And I'm asking you to come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you died for every single one of my sins. And I believe that you rose from the grave. Now, from this day forward, take total control of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, now just begin to thank him. And you, as well as everyone else, I want you to pray this prayer and we're gonna denounce every single evil spirit that's been attached to you. We're gonna believe God that God will set you free from this day forward. Father, I'm thanking you now that just as you said, whom the sun sets free is free indeed, that you're setting people free right now. And that right now, as we lay down and we admit that we've sinned and fallen short of your glory, that we can welcome you in. And Holy Spirit, we ask asking that you do the work right now in our hearts. Begin to renew our minds and our hearts on the avenue of sex. We denounce every spirit that's not of you, everything that's been open that shouldn't be, 
things that I've seen that shouldn't have been seen. Right now, give us wisdom and understanding of how to take control of that and give us the wisdom and understanding on what to feed our hearts and our minds. In Jesus' name, amen.